Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, I'll see you Thursday night. Thursday night? Yeah. It's Thursday, Thursday, the day before Friday, the day after Wednesday, two days after Tuesday. Thursday. Because it's Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, I don't care about you. Thursday doesn't even start. So sometime between now and uh, Thursday, I've got to come up with a small fortune. It's the gateway to the weekend. Thursday. Now here's Bob and Sherry. Well, welcome. Welcome to the happiest place on your dial. It is the Bob <laughs> and Sherry Show. We're all here. The gang's all here. Mac, I was talking with Max and uh, Lamar uh, not long ago, and we were saying, you know, things go great in life. You could be having just this great run, and then something comes up. You know, usually it's family. And it's true. Even, even if you're having a good day, things do come up. And you just have to step back and say, how am I going to handle this without going out of my mind? At least that's what I'm doing. I'll give you an example. Beautiful day the other day. And uh, I finished work and I said, I'm going to take Finn for a nice long walk. We're going to go through part of the neighborhood we've never been before. We got a bunch of trails and everything. And off we go. So we're about a mile away from my house. And all of a sudden, he stepped onto a burr. Do you know those burrs? that get in dogs' paws that they're about yes. the size size of a Cocoa pea. Burrows. Yeah, about the, not Cocoa the big burrows. ones, the real small oh, okay. ones, about the size of a pea. But coming off of the pea it are these sharp, really strong thorns. They're like rose thorns coming off. Well, he stepped on one, and we're walking along, and all of a sudden he stops, he starts limping. And I went, oh, he got one of those burrs, like you're talking about, that are about the size yeah. of a gumball. Well, yeah. I, I went paw to paw, and finally I found it. And this thing is embedded in, in him. And so I said, all right, buddy, just sit. And now, and now I'm saying, I'm going to start pulling this out. He's going to go out of his mind. This dog is so great. I reached in, and I got it. And I can feel the thorns on my uh, forefinger uh, four and thumb. And I'm pulling, and I got some hair, and I'm going, oh, he's going to go out of his mind. He doesn't flinch. I think that dog was saying to himself, this is not fun, but this guy is here to help me. And I'm pulling, and I can't get it out. And I can't walk him back. I'm a mile away. I can't take him back and then, you know, work on it. It's got to be done right here and now. And I'm pulling and, and it won't come out. I'm working on this for like 
three to four minutes, which is a long time with this situation. And finally, I just said, you have got to get that thumb in there. And I get it and I pull in. Oh, it comes right out. And he stands right up and I went, oh, that's so great. Except those thorns went into my thumb. They're out of him, but they are in my thumb and they're in so good that I can barely see the tip of them. And I just touched it with my forefinger and it's like, ah, you know that pain? You know that pain? It's like it's like a cut on your thumb, yeah. you know, that you get from a knife or something like that. And it stays sore for days and days and days. For It's still sore. You're exactly right. You're exactly yep. right. And I'm out there trying to pull the little head of that thing. And I just I just thought for a moment, you were having such a good time. And then life threw this tiny pea-like thorn at you just to mess you up. It does not seem fair. It is so unfair. I'm so sorry. I think life hates you, Bob. I think life hates you. No, it you doesn't. Life does not. I wouldn't be with you. I wouldn't be no, with you guys. If oh, life I don't hated. know. I mean, the the universe has a way of balancing the scales of, you know, reward and punishment. This may well, be. Well, that's true. what I'm saying. It could go. Yeah, we may I'm be saying. your punishment. No, no, we may be your punishment. Yeah. 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 Oh, believe me. Life hasn't that? been that great. I, life has not been that great that this is my punishment. I've seen my punishment, <laughs> and it's not sitting in front of a microphone with three or four other nerdy wells talking about crap. You know. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got you know I had um I had uh, reached for a doorknob and had a splinter drive itself all the way under my nail, all the way down <sighs> to the cuticle. Mm. Um, and I can't really understand how that happened. But I made the decision, kind of like I've decided I'm just going to go to prison for uh, tax problems because I can't make, I can't do that math. Um, I had decided that I was going to have to lose my left hand because there was no way I was getting that splinter out. So for over <laughs> a week, it just sat there. And I would look at it sometimes and go, not today, splinter. I know this is going to hurt so, so, so much. And so the other morning I'm sitting at the kitchen island and I take a look at my splinter and I say, oh wait a second, it had worked its way up and I was able to grab it and pull it right out all in one piece. Really? Patience, patience. But for that entire time that I was patient, I was figuring out how to live with just the one hand because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to deal with this at all. So yeah, Bob, I feel you, dog. I do. It was a terrible day. just so no, it wasn't a terrible and- day. I, I figured it out, and I got the uh, little spikes out of my thumb. It's fine. It's a little sore right now, but as I said, I'm with y'all, you know. So oh, thank how you. bad could it be? Yeah. Thank you for working hurt. Thanks for coming out of the blue yeah. tent and working hurt. That's my, that's my pleasure. All right. It is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. We've got a contest for teachers at BobandSherry.com. You can nominate yourself or a teacher you know to win a vacation from Visit Florida this summer to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. My wife, Mary, is watching multiple episodes of Life and Beth, which is starring Amy Schumer. I've always liked Amy Schumer. We can't play her on the show much with her concerts because she's very raunchy, but very, very funny. 
I sat down and watched a little bit of it with uh, Mary. It's not really for me, but I'm watching Amy Schumer and I'm saying to myself, you know, she's a great comedian. She's also a really good actress. I mean, she is playing this role and it's kind of hard to describe. If you're going to you know, watch it, watch it. But I'm watching her just as an actress and I thought she is just giving it her all. And then I just read in Rolling Stone magazine, she has revealed a diagnosis after fans have been questioning why she has a puffier face during recent press conferences. She's been diagnosed with Cushing syndrome, and I have never heard of Cushing syndrome, but it occurs when one has elevated levels of cortisol, the primary stress hormone inside the body for a long time, according to the Mayo Clinic. And uh, symptoms include weight gain, high blood pressure, bone loss, and treatments, um, radiation, surgery, medication. And she learned about it while she's promoting the second season of Life and Beth. So she's out there in press conferences, and fans have been going online, as they do, saying, why does she have a puffier face? And she said, I was doing press for my Hulu show, I was also in MRI machines four hours at a time, and I have to deal with people that are um, questioning the way I look. So she has come out because she wants to be an advocate for women's health and said, this is what I'm dealing with, and I'm going to continue with my life. Um, and of course, she's Amy Schumer, so she says... Thank you all so very much for input about my face. I've enjoyed the <laughs> feedback and the deliberation yeah. about my appearances, as all women do for almost 20 years. And you're right, it is puffier than normal right now. So she just shut them down. She just shut them down. And, and uh, you know, she has, well, I think we've had Amy on the show, haven't we, at one time or another, briefly? I think, so. I think we've yeah. I think we've had her on the show. And uh, she has been dealing with it because she's not a skinny mini. But w when somebody would say something like she's on stage, she would just nail it. She would just say, this is it. I'm a buck 60. I still have no problem at all catching a date. OK, when she was single, I remember the line. And um, I've always admired her for that. And now she's dealing with this. It must be something to be a new mom, to have this hit show that, you know, Hulu's going to push you to go out there and promote and then be dealing with this four hours in an MRI? Yeah. Well, I mean, we live in a society, you know, where what a woman looks like is uh, the most important thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, she's shutting I'm, that down. She is totally shutting yeah. that down. What, what I, I mean, loved is right now I've got a puffier face up yours, you know? Yeah, right now. I don't know what it's going to be later on, you know, but I'm fine with it right now. I, I, I think that she's carrying that flag uh, nobly. It's weird to me, our fixation on not just like it wasn't like, wow, I hope A.B. Schumer's OK. I wonder yeah, what's yeah. happening. It, I hope she's OK. Instead, it was like she's got a big fat face. <laughs> like, what is wrong with us? We're devolving, y'all. We are going yeah. so backward. Because of it's the gross. Internet. Yeah. The it's internet gross. is wonderful, but boy, it, it does have negative things. And you're right. I mean, people will comment on anything. We took a shot when we had uh, Kiki the cat in our life. God rest her little cat soul. 
we took a shot of Kiki the cat who climbed up into the lawn, into the uh, place where Mary stacks the uh, towels, little laundry area, and and it was a little bit messy, as those areas get. There were like five comments. What's up with the laundry area in your house? It was a shot of a cat on a towel. You know. Oh. Give me a break. Girl, I get that. I get that ten times an hour. Please don't call me, girl. Please don't call me, girl. You don't even know. Somebody, literally, somebody from Croatia. Is that a cat in your kitchen? I'm not eating at your house. Yeah, Vladimir. exactly. Vladimir, were you planning to make the journey? <laughs> like, what? Mind your business. Sit down, SDF. You mind your business. That's right. That's right. All right, we got more right. ads in the news straight ahead, and we're going to be bringing it to you with our big fat faces. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Do it. Let's go. Go. Bob and Sherry. Idiot. With Morons in the News. Well, if you're a regular listener to the Bob and Sherry Morons in the News segment, you know that a lot of our stories come out of Florida. And it's not that the people who are natives of Florida are crazy bad people, but if you're, as I've often said, if you rob a bank, where do you go? Not Oklahoma. You go to Florida because it's nice and warm and you can spend your money, right? So crazy people visit there and then end up living there sometimes. So there's something that's been going around for years. It's called a Florida man. And it started in a newspaper and it's a moron in a news story done by a Florida man. Well, in St. Augustine, just the other day, they had the Florida Man Games. And here is the schedule of events that went down. Starting at 10.20 in the morning, it's the Eat the Butt competition, where the Florida men are enjoying, in very uh, carnivorous ways, smoked barbecue. Then at 11 o'clock, it's the weaponized pool noodle mud duel. Then at 12 o'clock, and this is a favorite, it's the alligator show. Yes, it's a Florida man with gators. At 12.45, it was the Cadillac Converter, two bikes, and a handful of copper pipes competition. At 1.45, it's the Florida Ma'am pinup. I guess that's the uh, wife or sweetheart of a Florida man. 2.30 in the afternoon, it's the Cat 5 Cash Grab. At 3.15, it's the Chicken You-Know-What Bingo. At 3.50, it's Florida Sumo Wrestling where some really big guys get some uh, tubes around them and go at each other like sumo wrestlers. At 4 o'clock, it's the mullet competition, another favorite. 5 o'clock, it's the evading arrest obstacle course. I'd like to see that one. And then at 6.20, it's the awards. And then at 7 p.m., they wind up the schedule of events with 9-11 Fight Night, Brawl of the Batches. I wish I were still doing TV. That is television gold. Right oh, there. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Make your plans for next year. In Louisville, Kentucky, an Indiana man was arrested Wednesday after he tried to buy a Porsche from a dealership with a $78 million check and then refused <laughs> to leave when he was turned down. 
Arrest documents show that Connor James Litka, 21, of Bloomington, Indiana, walked into the St. Matthews Porsche dealership with a $78 million check in hopes of buying a new Porsche. When dealership employees refused to sell him the car, Litka allegedly walked around to the back entrance of the dealership looking for car keys. He refused to leave until the dealership sold him the Porsche. Scared he might do something reckless, employees called the police and Litka was arrested. He faces one count of criminal trespass and one count of disorderly conduct. Through their investigation, St. Matthew's police said they found that he had attempted a similar thing the day before at a Land Rover dealership. Litka allegedly tried to buy a Land Rover there with a $12 million check. But this is not even good check fraud, okay? Are you it's expecting to get cost, changed though. back? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, are you seriously. Thinking, are you, are you yeah. going to get changed back from your $78 million check? I mean, <laughs> who carries that kind of cash in the register? Oh, my God. Idiot. What an idiot. idiot. Our moron of the day today is a very bad boy. Police responded to multiple calls of a dangerous jaywalker in Cambridgeshire in the U.K., when they showed up on the scene, there was the jaywalker, the very woolly, large escaped sheep that was wandering the road and weaving in and out of traffic. Police put the sheep in the patrol car and then posted on their social media. He was a bit sheepish as we herded him into the police car and off the road before taking him to a nearby farm where he was scanned and returned to his rightful home. No injuries were reported as a result of the jaywalking sheep, and the police in the area said it's not every day we're called to herd a bad actor. <laughs> and this is such a handsome sheep. We've got pictures and everything, and we're going to post it up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook so you can go take a look. Coming up, we have comedian Jim Gaffigan around a Bob and Sherry small plates and popcorn brain. The newest thing that we all have to be worried about developing. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Okay, here's a new thing that you have to pay attention to. This happened in North Carolina. The Wildlife Resources Commission posted a video to their Facebook of a bear caught squeezing out of the like dryer vent area of a family's home. So the bear had gone into the home via the vent, (laughs) hung around in a while, then came out of the home via the vent because the, as the wildlife officer said to a bear, this looks like it could be a den, right? It's a little warm spot, you know, and and maybe the bear goes in there and maybe has cubs. And if disturbed by humans and accidentally like chased from its den, the female bear might orphan her cubs if the humans don't leave the area immediately. And by the area, we mean your living room. Or the bear, the mama bear might get aggressive with you because she's protecting her cubs. So I guess there has to be some sort of a screen or a door placed over any kind of vent that Mm -hmm. is leading from your dryer to the outside house because it never once occurred to me and I don't think it ever occurred to you that a bear might come in that way. I I can't imagine a uh, vent that big but I guess those folks had it. 
I, I don't have a vent that big. That's that's pretty unusual, I think. But I bet wow. you have a vent big enough for a possum or a raccoon. Yeah. Pro- oh yeah, definitely. Or yeah, a skunk. That's true. Yeah. Wouldn't you be? Wouldn't you be tempted just to leave them there? I mean, the idea that there's you know baby bears in here somewhere in in the house would be kind of cool in a way. Well, yeah, except for the part where the baby bears, there's also the protective mama bear. And I'm trying to picture, you know, my daughters, girls, enough with the melodrama. It's just a bear. Okay. Just don't do your laundry tonight. Just calm down. It's just a bear. So yeah, be careful out there, y'all, because those bears can be living in your laundry room. It's Bob and Cherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Nissan. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here's comedian Jim Gaffigan. Recently, my nine-year-old came up and asked me, he goes, Hey, Dad, what is white trash? And I was like, well, what do you want to know? And he goes, well, Mom said your family's white trash. (laughs) Well, she's not lying. But he really, he really wanted to know. He's like, what is white trash? What is it? And I was like, well... It's a problematic term, but essentially it means you have relatives that call cheddar cheese fancy cheese. Mm, Someone want fancy cheese on their burger coming right up, your highness. (laughs) Looks like we got an imported beer drinker amongst us. You ever have a moment where you feel like you're high class, like you hang around fancy people and you're like, I got a couple things in common with these people. And then you hang around trashy people and you're like, I got a lot in common with these people. <laughs> I didn't grow dirt poor or anything, but when I was nine years old, I did collect beer cans. That's what I did for fun when I was nine. You know, nine-year-olds today will play on an iPad for hours. I did that, but with garbage. And I would find these beer cans walking home from school, which tells you how nice the town was. <laughs> I didn't bring them to a recycling center. I put them on a shelf in my bedroom like trophies. And I had parents, too. I don't know what they were thinking. Oh, God, he's bringing strangers empties in the house. He'll be fine. I forgot about that beer can collection. I was thinking if I had it today, do you know what it would be worth? Nothing. Because it was garbage collected by a child. I wasn't a bright kid. I remember in fifth grade, I had a teacher who left halfway through the year, and she was amazing, so I wrote her a thank you note, and I showed my mom, and my mom started laughing, because I didn't end the letter with thank you or sincerely, I just put good riddance. But I thought that was a positive thing. Like I was being Shakespearean or something. Good riddance, my lady. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. I've gotten any smarter. You ever hear someone use a word and you don't know the meaning of the word, but instead of looking the word up, you just start using the word yourself? I do that all the time. I'm like, yeah, the traffic out there is like a cudgel. <laughs> My wife's always like, is that the meaning of cudgel? It is now. Of course, if we were in a group, my wife wouldn't say anything, right? Because when you're in a relationship, there's an unspoken agreement. When your significant other starts talking out their ass in public, you just go along. Everyone in a relationship has heard their partner say something in public, and they've thought, well, that never happened. But you know what's more important than the truth? 
not being in an argument. <laughs> Rest in peace, truth. <laughs> I grew up in Northwest Indiana, which is part of the Rust Belt. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Rust Belt, Rust Belt is a cute, catchy term to describe an area of economic devastation. <laughs> Rust Belt. I remember the first time I brought my wife home, she looked around and she was like, oh my God, what happened here? And I was like, they fix it up? <laughs> Used to be beer cans everywhere. I heard we're getting a bell tower. Some nice parts, but we've all been to cities and towns like that where every building looks like it was designed by Stalin. <laughs> kind of want to go up to the town leaders and go, hey, before you kick all the gay people out, let them fix things up a little bit. <laughs> they tend to have some creative ideas. <laughs> I feel like I grew up in a place unlike anywhere. Like the first time I went fishing was in the community swimming pool. Every September, they would fill the public pool with fish, and then kids from the town would try and catch the fish before the chlorine killed the fish. <laughs> I've been telling this to people my entire adult life, expecting someone to be like, yeah, we did that too. Not a soul. <laughs> it's like a prank was played on me. That He's right on the money. I'll tell you. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. We'll post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Happy Leap Day, everybody. It's that magical day that only happens every four years. If you have a Leap Day birthday, happy birthday or a Leap Day anniversary, Happy anniversary. And I have a piece of news that um, is the sort of thing that sounds uh, magical and hard to believe. Okay, here we go. So the Albert Einstein College of Medicine is in the Bronx in New York City. Mm -hmm. And um, thanks to a $1 billion gift from a former professor, her name is Dr. Ruth Gottesman, and her late husband was one of um, Warren Buffett's earliest investors. So like uh -huh. way in the early days of Berkshire Hathaway, Dr. Gottsman's husband um, invested with Warren Buffett. And mm -hmm. they did really, really well. So she gave a $1 billion gift to the Albert Einstein College of Medicine. And the condition really, with this really gift well. is, yeah. yeah, here's the condition of this gift. Um, you may not change the name of the school. And tuition has to be free for every medical student. Now, most people who graduate from Einstein College of Medicine graduate with, on average, $200,000 in debt. But thanks to this gift, that we will have generations of doctors trained at no cost because this family gave all that money. Round of applause. That's some yeah. nice human life-affirming stuff right there. And by the way, if, if there's something wrong with me and I look up on the wall and I see that my doctor graduated from the Albert Einstein School of Medicine, I'm feeling pretty good about where I am. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a win. I mean, the generosity and the humility, (laughs) like, no, we don't want any names on any buildings. We don't want anything to change, except we want doctors to come through this school without being crushed by student debt. I just love it. And it's the sort of thing, it's the sort of thing, like, Every day is the constant drip, drip, drip of like terrifying or bad news. And this is just one of those little points of light that I thought we would share. Happy Leap Day. I, I got to tell you, if I was a, a, a doctor in training at the Albert Einstein Medical University, I would be the first person to get the sweatshirt. Can you imagine you're walking or can you imagine I'm walking around with a, with a sweatshirt that says Einstein, right? <laughs> I I'd like to imagine that. Yeah, I think that would be hysterical. That would be awesome. I mean, you'd have to why, feel pretty would, good about why yourself. Why did you laugh? Getting, why why getting, did you just laugh? And that for the same you... reason, for the same reason, you laughed saying it. You couldn't even get through it. Well, when you're right, you're right. No, I mean that. I'd st- that <laughs> yeah. That's just so, so that's just so cool. I mean, they could have kept that money as family wealth and generations of goddessmen's could have lived quiet lives of luxury. And instead they gave it all back and, and to something that benefits all of humanity. I'm just verklempt. Like at the, it's such a gesture. Yeah. Uh, And you say that uh, they got their money by investing in Warren Buffett's early Hathaway. Early Her husband it, yeah. was one of Warren Buffett's early, like when Warren Buffett wasn't Warren Buffett, he was just a dude in, you know, um, Omaha. And right. he was like, yeah, I've got, I've got this company. I'm going to call it Berkshire Hathaway. And I've got this philosophy of investing. Hello, crickets, anyone. This guy was like, yeah, I can see that. And he got in early and that's the secret. You know, you got to, oh, you got to either invent windows or the, the personal computer or you got to yeah, get in yeah. early with warren buffett you know why um, they call it berkshire hathaway i think that was one of the first companies that warren buffett bought or invested heavily in. i think he bought it along with his partner and it was a shirt company back in the 1950s berkshire hathaway shirt, men's shirts and so they bought it and they just said now nah, let's just call the company that let's call name it after the shirt company and that's why it is. And it's not Buffett Incorporated. Did you see what Buffett's son did the other day? Speaking uh-huh. of a, a lot of money, I was blown away. I saw his son interviewed once on 60 Minutes. And he's a very nice man. And Warren has said, yeah, you know, he's going to have quite a bit of money, but he's not going to get billions and billions of dollars when I go. Well, I mean, his son is probably in his 60s right now. And he's a farmer. He's a farmer in Nebraska, got a big farm, and he also oversees a foundation, one of the Buffett foundations, giving away money. Uh, uh, Just a few days ago, he noticed that uh, we were not supplying Ukraine with much of anything uh, tied up, and he decided, I got to step in. He gave a half a billion dollars to help support the uh, people of Ukraine. A half a billion dollars from one organization. Is that not awesome? Uh, We're so used to living in a Batman comic book where all the wealthy are the villains of Gotham that when somebody with some money does something decent, we're like, oh, my God, it's amazing. What does that say about what does that say about us? We got Bob and Sherry's small plates next. 
This is Bob and Sherry. Small Plates is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. It is time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates, so let's take a look here. First up, well, the Oscars are not that far off. Ryan Gosling is going to have his Oscars moment, and it will be musical. Speculation has been ramping up about Gosling singing, I'm Just Ken. Since the song was nominated, believe it or not, for an Oscar back in January. And now it's kind of official. Variety Magazine, which is the magazine of show business, got the word that Ryan will indeed perform his hit, I'm Just Ken, during the March 10th ceremony. The question is, will Gosling go all in as Ken when he hits the stage? I am going to jump out there and say, of course he will. You, you have to, to if you're going to sing that song, you have to totally commit. And f- here it is. Is it my destiny to live a life of What do you think? Don't you think he comes out with with the cowboy hat, the whole thing, or or with the fur see, coat? Yeah, I don't see how you do this without being in some kind of Ken look, right? I think the audience is going to go out of their minds if he if he comes walking on stage dressed like that. Absolutely, go crazy. So anyway, that's going to be one of the fun Can I just ask? Things. Like, I loved yeah. the Barbie movie. I loved it. I laughed. I cried. I watched it twice. I do not think this song should be nominated for an Oscar. Sorry. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's okay. barely a song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. Like I'm a giant fan, and I feel that way. What must yeah. people that aren't are they looking at it like what? I think it. I think it was just the spectacle of it, you know, and the guy saying, "I'm just Ken." It was those words and just the spectacle of it. But I agree with you. It's not much of a song. All right, uh, our next plate here is, listen to this, Walmart is testing new food courts in some of their stores. They've kicked off a pilot partnership to introduce food courts in the Walmarts with the first location in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. They're going to have a fast, fine, wonder food halls. So you'll have a choice between a corn dog or an overcooked corn dog. At the Walmart food court. That's that's all you got. Have you have you ever heard of popcorn brain? It is the shortening yes. of attention spans. Popcorn brain. It started back in 2011. A researcher whose name was David uh, David Levy coined the phrase popcorn brain, and that refers to quote a person's attention quickly jumping from thought to thought, like kernels of popcorn popping. And research has shown that living online, listen to this, people, living online and on social media has done nothing to improve popcorn brain. In 2003, the University of California found that the average attention span was around two minutes and 30 seconds. In 2012, a follow-up look said that the attention span time was slashed to 75 seconds. And today... A new study shows that our attention span is dropped again. This time, it is down to 47 seconds. 
it has to be wow. online stuff. It has to be stuff like TikTok, don't you think? I mean, I look at Mary and she's wow. on TikTok. She could be there for an hour just popping through all of those things. If that becomes habit, all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know what teachers are going to do when they have to, you know, get the attention of students day after day, hour after hour. Well, we're all going to have to, because it's not just kids that are doing this. It's adults, too. It's adults. We're, yeah. We're all going to have to reconfigure reality if this is what we're going to be. Because yeah. you can't, as an adult, spend two hours popping on TikTok and then demand to know why your 12-year-old can't read Socrates for an hour without interruption. Like, that's just totally not agree. reasonable, right? When was, when was the last time you saw somebody, like, in a restaurant or somewhere maybe even in an airport, looking at a book or a newspaper and not online, not with their phone. I can't remember. I see it in airports, oh, yeah. but most of what you see, most of what you see are people. And including, right. like, if I looked in the mirror, I'm scrolling my phone. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. How's your, how's your balance these days? Balance is a human function we tend to overlook. But according to Yahoo Life, here's how you can improve your balance. Try, try balancing on one leg while standing like next to a kitchen counter. Balance on one leg. Walk backwards. Practice walking backwards four times down and then up along a pathway. Do not do that near traffic. Um, also, tai, uh, try Tai Chi. It's been associated with better balance. The only time I see it is on a uh, commercial on TV for a medication. And uh, finally, sit and then stand up. Sit and then stand up with your legs far apart. So there you go. Good luck with your balance. Good luck with your uh, attention. I thought you span. were talking about our bank balances. No, no. Yeah. No. Okay. Because I'm like, yeah. There's like no I don't know. I mean, I mean, dropping deep squats doesn't seem like it's going to make any difference there. But okay. There's, I'll take the there's no helping the bank balance. And that is Small Plates. And this is Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, AT&T is offering an account credit to customers who were affected by the nationwide outage earlier. The company announced that they sent the customers an email and it said, we apologize for the network outage, which may have impacted your ability to connect with family, friends, and others. As a valued customer, your connection matters, and we're committed to doing better. To help make it right, you'll automatically receive an account credit of $5. We're also (laughs) taking steps to prevent this from happening again in the future. Our priority is to continuously improve and be sure you stay connected. The temporary network disruption that affected AT&T customers was caused by a software update gone wrong. Uh, Sources have told ABC News that there was nothing nefarious or malicious about the incident. The disruption prompted federal agencies to investigate whether the outage was caused by a cyber attack. In an earlier statement to ABC News, AT&T confirmed the outage and advised customers to make calls over their Wi-Fi. AT&T issued an update to say that its network has been fully restored. Thank you, AT&T, for your extreme generosity. So many lives will be changed by this $5. I hope everybody uses it wisely, not on extravagant vacations or big screen TVs, be yeah. careful with what you yeah. do with this five dollars. Oh my gosh! 
Would you not been better <laughs> off just to say we're sorry and leave it at that? But That's what I was it. thinking. That's what Believe I was thinking. It. The $5 is a punchline. It's like, are you kidding what me? What is that? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they'd be much better Listen. off saying we're so apologetic. Everybody's had problems with computers. We did, too. We're so sorry. What they really wanted to do was stay under the radar. Giving somebody right. $5 is not going to yeah. keep you under the no. radar. It's going to get you on is. the Bob and Sherry show with Lamar. That's what that's going to do. That is exactly right. And this is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, go. Y'all, we all need vocal coach Miss Cheryl Porter in our lives. She is the most encouraging, wild, joyful human being. And this clip is her 11-year-old singing student. Her name is Liamani. She's really talented. And they're driving in Miss Cheryl's car together. And they're working on... An iconic song. Focus now, baby. So these exercises that you're going to do now, from now on, they got to be killer. Hot. Mama Cheryl, this is my jam. What? This is my yeah. jam. What? You know what we got to do, girl. Yeah. Let's go. Upon the hour, and the sun begins to fade. Soon I'm trying to figure out how to chase my blues away. driving the car while she's singing this. I just want to tell you, it's, she's, she's driving a car full down the road. It's amazing. How old is she? How old is she? 11 years old. And she is hanging with her voice coach. That is amazing. I'll tell you what, you really can't coach that kind of talent. That is just God-given. 
if your feet are not tapping and your hands ain't up over your head like you in a Baptist church, I don't know what you're doing. Oh! She is something. That little girl singing harmony, singing high harmony with that woman, that's amazing. I would love to wake up to that song every morning. Every morning, wake up to that song. How could you be mad about anything? Yeah. I have they I have watched so a bunch of Cheryl Porter's Cheryl Porter's vocal coaching videos on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, there, if you are just feeling like kind of sour, you need to go get you a taste of Miss Cheryl. This woman is so joyful. She always wears these like really colorful clothes, and she like one in one of her videos with this little girl. She went and got a pair of bright pink boxing gloves, made the kid put them on. And she's like, now you fight your way through this song. And you see this little tiny girl like throwing punches while she's trying to hit the notes. It's joyful. We'll get it posted up yeah. on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. This is Bob and Cherry. Happy Hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern live on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page. Love Month is almost over. Don't miss out on our Me Party Box from the Scone Goddess and Maine Needhams. You can win one for yourself at BobandSherry.com. You know, we've been having a lot of discussions about medical care uh, in between the fact of Kevin having the major leg and foot surgery and then Carla having to have her stuff pulled out and We've talked about how it's beginning to get sort of bare bones or whatever. Uh, well, I, I pulled out on, on her leg, the screws and, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be yeah, very yeah. clear about what you were yeah, saying. Women's yeah, bodies yeah, are this, very yeah. complex. <laughs> yes. So a few weeks ago, I jammed my finger and it hadn't gotten any better. So I told Carla, I said, I'm going to go to the doctor and let them do an x-ray because maybe I've cracked it or something like that. So I go to my doctor and they call me back and I get uh, some uh, the girl comes in and takes your blood pressure and all that stuff. And she said, so what's your problem? And I, and I tell her. And so the nurse says, uh, did you, did you do it in like a, a bar fight or something cool like that? And I said, God, I wish I had a great story. I, she said, what did you do? I said, I was reaching for the grocery cart and I, sh- I hit the handle of the grocery cart with my middle finger and just jammed the crap out of it. And she goes, Yes, that's not a great story. I said, yeah, I understand. I understand. So they so they give me the x-rays, and so I take all kinds of different you know x-rays of it. So I come back, and my doctor comes in, and he's looking at the x-rays, and he says, well, he says, nothing's really cracked. He said, but, he said, on one of the x-rays, I get an angle, and I can see, I think you've chipped a piece of the bone, and when you're moving your finger, the bone is irritating you. He said, so what we need to do is we need to get that finger immobile so that you can't bend it, you know, for a couple of weeks. And then let's see how it does. And I said, "Okay, all right, that sounds good. And so he starts wrapping up his stuff and he says, when you get home, get you a couple of uh, popsicle sticks or any kind of anything that's what, you know, that you can put on either side of your finger to immobilize it and then just wrap tape around it. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, what? And he walks out the door. Lamar, isn't that what you went to the doctor for? Yeah. I mean, I felt like at the very minimum that he would immobilize it. So I'm visualizing the little splint and everything. And he goes, he goes, once you get it immobilized, if it still hurts in two weeks, come back and I'll send you to a hand guy. And I'm like. 
And is I'm this the Beavis and Butthead <laughs> urgent care? I mean, no. I they don't think, have splints? I, they didn't have splints? I think, I think what doctors and hospitals are doing now, they're training us to be self-sufficient if the apocalypse comes so that we don't rely on them so much, <laughs> that we're self, you know, whatever. Like so anyway, so he walks out, I, and I'm just standing there, so I look at the nurse, and so she looks at me, and she sort of has this look on her face. She goes, do you want me to go see if I can find an actual splint? I said, that would be great if you think you have one. She goes, yeah. I'm not sure. So she's gone for about five minutes. She comes back, and she says, I found this one. And so she puts it on there and she wraps it up with some, she goes, well, this, this pink bandage, is that a problem? I said, no. She said, well, it's on your middle finger. I said, well, that'll make it easy to see in case, you know, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said my communication, yeah, my communication yeah. skill. I said, trust me, I will use this more than the thumbs up. Okay. I said, I have right. more communication with that or whatever. And so now, uh, I went ahead last night, took it upon myself to order me a set of, of finger splints just in case something else ever happens because evidently going to the doctor is not where you get this. Go home and get two popsicle sticks. Two That's popsicle sticks. Yes. Wow. I, I mean, you could have Googled that <laughs> and saved yes. yourself the copay and the yes. drive. Yes. Like, I'm sorry, yes. but what is if I'm at home making my own splint out of popsicle sticks, I, I, I have to, I need to ask, what's your job? <laughs> like, what yes. are you in this for? Yes. Although, al- although you're lucky you weren't in a hospital asking for those splints because those two popsicle sticks would have cost $75 <laughs> if they were in a, yeah. if yeah. you were in a hospital. Exactly. Well, like, the yeah. next time I'm at, at the doctor, the urgent care, you know, they have those glass jars filled with tongue depressors. I'm going to go ahead and help myself to a few because you just never yeah. know when you might have to splint an injury. That's right. That's right. I couldn't Holy believe moly. it. I honestly could not believe it. I don't hey, believe Lamar. It. Hey, Lamar. Don't go out to dinner. The chef will come out and go, now, you get you a frying pan and some butter. <laughs> Yeah. When you get home tonight, yeah. like yeah. what in the world? What has happened? What has happened to us? That you're know. driving, you go to the doctor's office, you wait to be seen, and then the doctor says, "Why don't you get on home and tape that up with some popsicle sticks?" Like what? <laughs> People, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to America, but we're still the Bob and Sherry Show. We got more coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by Avatar, The Last Airbender, now streaming on Netflix. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this shit. I cannot believe this Have you ever heard the phrase covert narcissism? Have you ever heard that before? No, I've heard all sorts of narcissism, but not that one. What's that? Oh, this is very interesting. Covert narcissism is uh-huh. is like the uh, flip of what you think of as narcissism, you know, grandiosity and I'm yeah, the best yeah. and I'm in control right. here. Covert narcissists don't feel special because they have all sorts of positive qualities. They feel special because of their pain or suffering. They feel like most people don't understand them and I'm more sensitive than other people. So here's how to spot 
um, that you are in a relationship with a covert narcissist. Um, according to uh, Dr. Keith Campbell at the University of Georgia, your covert narcissists appear quiet, introverted, anxious, or even depressed. And it takes a while to see the self-centeredness and entitlement in covert narcissism because it's often indirect and is expressed as anger about other people's success or insecurity or defensiveness about not being appreciated enough and not having what they were entitled to. And huh. um, all people have some narcissism, right? Like every, we're all, everybody's got a little bit of narcissism. You can be a little dialed up on the extroverted side or a little bit on the covert side. It's not a formal diagnosis, but it's a term that mental health professionals use when they're um, looking to describe a kind of narcissism that has a lot of anxiety and insecurity and neuroticism about it. So what does this look like? How can you spot that you might be in a relationship with a covert narcissist? Well, they constantly play the victim. Like it's, you know, they are just always the victim. And in a conflict, even when they've done something like really wrong, they somehow manage to turn it around so that they themselves are on the receiving end of an apology. They always feel criticized and let down and unsupported. They seethe. Here's another sign. They seethe with jealousy when the spotlight is on you. So you're in a relationship with a covert narcissist and you don't realize it. And something wonderful happens to you. Maybe you get like um, a promotion, promotion. At your job, yeah. right? Or mm -hmm. you win you win a sporty ball game that you're playing or your mm -hmm. novel gets published and this person, they are so jealous and they feel so sidelined by your accomplishment that they'll take a shot at it. Well, I mean, don't get too excited. It's not like, it's not like it, your game mattered or yeah, you got a promotion, but you didn't get a raise like that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, covert narcissists don't say what's on their mind. They brood. And they acted out nothing. Everything's fine. Why would anything be wrong? They suck all the air out of the room because a covert narcissist believes that whatever their issue is, whatever their problem is, it's more important than anybody else's. So, yeah, you might be having you might be really going through it. You just found out that your mom is sick or, you know, that your dog is dying. But they've had something happen that's even more important, and you better pay attention to it. And finally, the last sign is covert narcissists are super defensive. They're hypersensitive, and they're insecure, and they're constantly looking for validation. And sometimes, not always, but they can react with rage when they don't get it. And the thing about a covert narcissist is not only will they deny being a narcissist, but their behavior is so um, upside down that you'll tell other people, you go, oh, my God, I think he might be a covert narcissist. No, he has the lowest self-esteem of anyone I've ever seen. It's, it's the exact flip of what you think about with a narcissist. So what are you going to do about that? If you're suddenly in a cold sweat and realizing, oh, my God, this is my life, according to, and we'll post all this on Facebook. You have to reevaluate how much you trust yourself and your own perceptions and judgments and decisions. Because one of the things that happens when you're in one of these relationships, after a while, you don't know what 
like what is up and what is down, you're constantly um, second guessing yourself and doubting like, did that really happen? Am I wrong to feel the way I feel? Like they, can, these can people turn in? you inside out. Can I jump in for just one second? As far as the reevaluation, the only, if I'm in a situation like that and I suddenly realize that, I'm getting the heck out. I really am. I mean, uh, breaking up is a very hard thing to do, but that sounds like the most exhausting life that one could lead. Being with somebody every single day, they're looking to take a shot at you and, and your yeah. happiness. I couldn't stay in a relationship. I don't think any of us right now in this in, in these rooms have that going and god bless if you've got that going i wish you luck can i tell you i used to have that going and i couldn't yeah. stay so i yeah. know exactly what that feels like um this is really fascinating stuff you guys i'm gonna post this up on the bob and sherry facebook this is bob and sherry instant access to the podcast podcast fun size and more with the free bob and sherry app A Portland, Oregon local has earned the bragging rights after securing the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest female tongue circumference. With a tongue tongue (laughs) circumference of 5.21 inches, which is apparently bigger than a soda can, Jenny Devander now holds a new title. She told the Guinness Book of World Records she wasn't aware of the record until she and her son saw a male winner, uh, Braden McCullough, in the book's uh, 2023 edition. This West Virginia man's tongue circumference was 6.3 inches. Duvander proceeded to measure her tongue at home, knowing that she had been able to flex her tongue for a long time, and her dentist also measured it by wrapping it in dental floss last year. According to the Portland woman, her son, who pushed her to submit the application to the Guinness Book of World Records, that's how they got in there. The record holder explained she typically showcases her unusual talent when other people are discussing what tongue tricks they can do. Yeah, this happens to me all the time at a party. People are always (laughs) talking about this. She noted that it isn't a particularly useful skill, but as a flute player, it is helpful when playing fast notes. When you articulate a note on a flute, they actually call it tonguing, she said. The Portland woman said (laughs) both she and her daughter can touch their tongues to their noses, so it could be hereditary. But she is in the book of world records until somebody beats it with five and a half inches. I don't know. I mean, let me just if say, your tongue that... is big enough around as a soda can. How do you keep yeah. it in your mouth? <laughs> I can't imagine saying to my mother, "You know, Mom, you ought to go for the largest <laughs> tongue award." <laughs> I can't imagine. Wow. Hey, well, no matter what, she's a winner. So she's a winner. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry archive vault joining us right now is rebecca hey rebecca good morning good morning to you so uh what are we talking about something about travel well i you were talking yesterday about travel and it made me come up and i'm going to preface this with it was 30 years ago okay but for my 10th birthday my parents um sent me to go visit my older sister for thanksgiving and I left as an unaccompanied minor out of the Detroit airport and was expecting to go to Greenville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night, land, sister's not there, what's going on? 
I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. <gasps> oh, there are no two parents, No anybody. Right. And you're oh, 10 wow. years old. 10 ah. years old. It's 10 o'clock at night. There's no more flights going out. Yeah. And so, you know, they call my parents, and my mom's first instinct was, stop, I'll be right there. Right, right, Can't right. do that from Detroit. Right. So the protocol is, is they would send me home with a female crew member from that flight. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we were on an all-male crew. Mm. So the next thought was a gate agent offered to drive me to Greenville, North Carolina. That's a haul. Which, yeah. which is probably, what, seven hours eight, away? Eight, seven, eight yeah. hours, yeah. At night, after he had just finished his shift, and they decided that wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. So then they thought, well, we'll put her in a hotel, but because the airline's responsible for me, they would have to post a guard outside of the hotel. And they thought that would scare me more. And so, lo and behold, I ended up going home with one of the male customer service gate attendants who had been there for years to sleep on his couch overnight, and then he brought me back to the airport. The that would morning. that would never happen today. I no. would. There is absolutely no way. I would be so out of my mind if that was one of my girls. I got to be honest. Can, can you imagine? <laughs> Karamia calls you up, Mommy. I'm going home with Mr. Freddy. Mr. Freddy says I can sleep on his couch. He has Pop-Tarts. Oh, God, that's awful. Rebecca, so do you recall I would, anything? You know what I would rather? This is the truth. I'm not, I am not exaggerating. I would rather that the police came and put my 10-year-old daughter in, in jail. a cell. In jail, yeah. And send her home with a strange man. Right. Well, so my thought was I wanted the hotel room because then I could get to watch HBO that I never get to watch at home. But, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, spoken like a future adult woman. All you wanted was a night alone in a hotel. Isn't that the truth? Amen. So, so, yes, so absolutely. tell me, tell me why they uh, nixed the whole hotel thing. They, they were afraid by having a guard outside my door that it would scare me. So it would be better to have Uncle Freddie in the other room snoring? Well, so in clarification, you know, they kind of went through this whole vetting process. You know, the guy had been with him for 15 years. He was married, had right. three children. Oh, yeah, yeah. The wife got on the phone, talked oh, to okay. his parents, and yeah. his supervisor vouched for him and stuff right. like this. So I mean, yeah. it wasn't so just, it, a, oh, yeah, sure, you're going to go home with anybody. So it wasn't, and, don't be afraid, it's <laughs> only a man's apartment. It wasn't yeah, that it wasn't kind one of, of those. So he, he had a wife and kids at home. Yes, and it was, again, still yeah. it was 30 years ago, but still yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of that, okay, don't go, you know, there was still stranger danger 30 years ago, but now sure. it's like this, okay, but go home with this man and you're going to spend the night. I, I tell you, I don't know, I'm just, I'm going through all of the women I know, especially in my mind, they'd all be up all night long. I, I would out of their minds. You know me, I would be on the phone with the airline saying, no. I would like her to be taken and put in a jail cell. (laughs) Put her in the drunk tank. Wherever you got to put her, do not send her home with a stranger. Rebecca, who screwed up? Was it the airlines with the Greenville, Greenville thing or uh, your parents? Um, I think it's a little bit of all. Um, Technically, the tickets were booked for Greenville, South Carolina. Um, From my understanding at the time, it happened all the time. There was a large corporation in um, Greenville, South Carolina. No, North Carolina, where they said their customers get sent wrong. However, 
there's pretty detailed instructions that you have to fill out when you're doing an unaccompanied minor. You know, who are you? Oh, yeah. Them up, all that detail. Yeah. And everything on there said Greenville, North Carolina. So it was just kind of this mm-hmm. cross, was, I guess. And plus, thank God you weren't going to Washington or you would have ended up on the West Coast. <laughs> was this pre 9 11? Oh, yeah. This was 30, yeah. 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pre 9 11? Right. How you could walk, a kid could walk through an airport, get on a plane without a ticket. It used to happen. Right. Every now and yep. again, you would hear a story of some 12-year-old that just wanted to see what it what it was like to go to Florida. And you could just walk unticketed onto a plane. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, Rebecca, everything worked out all right. So here you are. We're fine. Yep. Uh, it, I mean, it was perfect. They were very hospitable and it all worked out well. It was still one of those, like I said, questions of... Don't go with strangers, but go home. As a parent, I would have blamed it completely on the airlines. Well, the most shocking thing about this story is that you're not Bob's daughter and that this didn't happen to him. Because this feels like the sort of thing that would happen to Bob. Rebecca, you have a great day today. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful one. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It is, of course, Leap Day today, something that only happens every four years. I think it's kind of a cool big deal, and I'm going to say it as much as I can today. Happy birthday to all of you Leap Babies with the world's rarest birthday. And Lamar was just telling us off air a fact about Leap Year that is good. We should be riding in the streets. Yes! Tell the people, Lamar. <clears throat> Listen. February the 29th is not a real legal day. Most companies don't recognize Leap Day as a valid day. So like for your birthday, they make leapers choose the 28th or March 1st is their birthday. And because it's not a recognized day, most employees who are paid fixed monthly incomes, you work for free that day. They don't pay you. If you're a day laborer, you're you're in good shape. But otherwise, if you're a monthly person, you do not get paid for it. I do. I do not approve. How like the, does the man not get enough of your flesh? Oh. Now you're going to work every four years. You oh. got to cough up a whole day for free. Boy, thank goodness, Tony. Thank goodness, Tony has built this in. Well, I was just going to say. (laughs) (laughs) This is Tony's favorite day. This is Tony's favorite day. Let me just say, if there's one thing Tony's focused on, it's making sure everybody gets some money. That is one thing Tony is focused on. Some money. Not all the money. Not (laughs) even enough money, but but some. some money. There is some money to be had. I am outraged by this, Lamar. Outraged. What I, I the never what? thought about it. Never thought about it. That's crazy. The man doesn't want you thinking about it. And, and the, uh-huh. you know, right now the man uh-huh. is listening to this and going, those dastardly people on the Bob and Sherry show, thank God everyone has a short attention span and they'll forget this before the next <laughs> leap day rolls around. <laughs> you know, some cultures, some cultures, consider leap day an unlucky day people like in greece in greece they warn you in greece against planning weddings during leap years much less on leap day now we got married my my uh, anniversary is the 28th so thank goodness so 
it worked so out. It, so in, in Greek culture, you just wouldn't get married at all during a leap year, really. Yeah. You would have. Yeah, that's what they, yeah. They say it's just unlucky situation. I got to say, if you're in the catering or wedding venue business, that has got, every four years has got to be a, a white knuckle ride for you. <laughs> if, if the, if business drops that dramatically, right? It, what else in Italy, got? in in Italy, they say leap year, doom year, doom year, doom year. Now we, doom yeah. Year. Now everybody knows that uh, February the 29th has always been a traditional day on which women are allowed to propose to men. I don't know how often that happens. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I mean, I've never proposed to one. Um, no. But you know, th- th- it's early still, so. <laughs> Possible, you're, still, you're still young. You're still young. Um, the part about Doom Year that that gives me pause because, like, I'm guilty of doom scrolling. Um, like sometimes if I wake up before the alarm clock, which blows my mind that I would wake up before the alarm clock, because my alarm clock goes off in the middle of the night. But sometimes I do. I'll uh, I'll doom scroll Twitter, and I'm kind of like Stephen King. I I want to, you know, I want to be like calling it by its new name, but it's just Twitter to me. And I'll be doom scrolling Twitter. And lately it's extra doomy and gloomy on Twitter. So now you're telling me that in Italy, the land of my people, leap year is doom year? Like the whole year? Yep. That's what it says. Hey, did you know that Julius Caesar introduced it in 46 BC? Now, how did he know? I mean, well, they had this. they had people that were astronomers that understood certain things about what was happening around us. But all right, the Earth takes exactly three hundred and sixty-five days, five hours, forty-eight minutes, and forty-five seconds to circle the sun. So the every four years, leap year ensures that we don't lose six hours every year. Now the question is, though, that's pretty tight. I don't see how in forty-six BC. You could tell, you know, that's Oh, that's my tight. dude, listen, that's why we call it the Julian calendar after Julius Caesar. But yeah. listen, the knowledge that the ancients had, the, the, and they were using just princi- fundamental principles of mathematics. So in our True yeah. Weird Stuff podcast, we have an episode coming up um, in a couple of weeks in March. And in it, I talk about this one astronomer who hundreds and hundreds millennia ago calculated the length of the martian day and he ended up being right down to like the tenths of a second is that and he had to amazing mind-blowing right he had to calculate because the you know the martian orbit is around the sun is so different people back then didn't even they 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 thought the sun was rotating around everything Uh, it was wild just using basic math and here we are trying to calculate a tip you know like it's just we're like little <laughs> i'm moments. always happy when they put it on the bottom of the check I'm yeah like oh happy. thank you <laughs> yeah. let's do some more of these it's bob and cherry so it's leap day today happy leap day happy leap day birthday to all my every four year birthday babies uh we were doing some really interesting leap day facts including how if you're on like a fixed monthly salary you're working for free today we are so bitter and we have some more of these, don't we, Lamar? Yeah. You know, we talked about the fact that women can, uh, it's a tradition that women can propose on leap, uh, leap year or leap day. 
Uh, and the reason they can do that, it would have been against the law back in the Victorian days for them to do that. But because this day only exists once every four years, it was not like a legal day. That was what made them decide women could do that. Now, if you say no, in some countries, Denmark being one of them, if you, a man refuses a woman's proposal in Denmark, he must give her a dozen pairs of gloves. I have huh. no idea. A dozen pair of gloves. A dozen in Finland, pairs of gloves. In Finland, you, if you, if go you ahead. refuse, yeah, go ahead. you have to give his sperm suitor enough fabric to make a skirt. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Does, is anybody going to give me like some chickens or a goat or something that I could actually really <laughs> use? You said yeah. a dozen. I thought you were going to say roses. I, I, I pair of gloves, gloves is the most random thing. <laughs> I'd rather have a dozen chickens than a dozen pairs of gloves. Maybe that's just me. And would you, know, you want to marry somebody who turned you down? Like if you proposed to someone and no. they were like, yeah, no, not so much. But then there was social pressure. Would you even want to marry someone that declined? No. no. It, it, listen, if a man married me to keep from buying a dozen gloves, I got problems. I mean, I mean oh, that, you know, that's, is, yeah. You, that's listen, if somebody tells marriage. you no, they're doing you a favor. They're, they're just, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they can say no, they're doing you a favor. Now, we had talked earlier that in Greece, they call that, the whole year, the whole leap year is bad, uh, bad luck. And one in five engaged couples in Greece avoid getting married in the leap year because of that, because of it being bad luck. Hmm. So that I, I don't want to call it a superstition because that that sounds judgmental. That belief yeah. has persisted to this modern day. Wow. Yes. And so so 20. So automatically the wedding business would drop 20 percent. If one in five wow. is not doing it. So but now that doesn't mean, we... all that means is they would get married the, the year before the year after. So, you know, it's just a little bit of a dip. I don't know what this says about me, but like one of the first things I thought this morning when I was getting ready for work was, ooh, when we finish up today, I'm going to be all over threads and Insta and Facebook looking at all the um, leap year anniversaries and leap year birthdays. Because, you know, there's a ton of people oh, yeah. that this is their day. And I, I just can't wait to see all of the leap everything. I do probably need to get out of the house a little bit. It just occurred to me as I'm saying that. Kevin, Kevin needs to get some walking in, so I need to get out of this house. Okay, go ahead, Mark. There, there's 4.1 million people around the world that have been born on February the 29th, and the chances of having a leap year birthday are 1 in 1,461. Would you like to have... A leap year birthday. My parents would have loved to have had leap babies because my father wasn't interested in any occasion period. If he only had to look at us once every four years, he would have been, you know, he would have been a happier man. I got to hand him that. Yeah. Would you like to be a leap baby? No. Well, I don't guess it would matter because surely, I mean, if I had a leap baby, one of my kids, I still, we still got to do the birthday. You do do it every year. Yeah, yeah, still got to do it, but it would be it would be cool. It'd be a conversation starter, maybe, or something like that. Uh, here's a few uh, uh, celebrities that are leap babies. Um, Tony Robbins is a leap baby. The uh, the toothy, musician. yeah, yeah, that motivational guy, guy yeah, Tony yeah, Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Huh. 
the jazz musician uh, Jimmy Dorsey, uh, Dennis Farina. What was the cop oh, show he him. was on? NYPD Blue. It, it, yeah, yeah. I loved him. Yeah, I love him. Uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. and uh, Jaru is elite baby. Jaru. Antonio Sabato Jr. is one of those people who is breathtakingly beautiful to look at. And, and a reminder that sometimes the universe is fair because he was so good looking, but so devoid of acting talent that it, you were like, oh, thank God. Okay. Because it's yeah. the, like the Brad Pitt, it's too much. Like you just got too many gifts when you were standing in line. <laughs> it's, it's, good, it's good sometimes, you, you know, to have the playing field level. You can't help but take a little secret pleasure in that, can you? You know that, oh, I'm that, sorry. That wasn't even secret pleasure. That was open public delight. Here's, here's my final. Here's the final leap year fact. There's a leap year club, and the membership is over eleven thousand people worldwide. They're members, and they uh, promote leap day awareness and all that kind of stuff. Very cool. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. So it's Leap Day today. Happy Leap Day birthday to everyone and anniversary. And I was thinking, Lamar, while you were telling us all these cool Leap Day facts, that um, a very good serial killer to be would be the Leap Year killer. It would take them a long time to catch you because you'd only be active every four years and we'd have to have as much as maybe 12 years for law enforcement to see the pattern what do you think and that 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 would would be be a really yeah wouldn't that be you could make a really interesting uh book or movie out of that that that'd be a serial killer with some really good self-control right yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. some of them, Max, we we know, we've talked about this. Some of them go inactive for oh, yeah. decades. It's like they 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 do their thing and then they like the Golden State Killer Dennis is a perfect Rader. example. Uh, the Dennis Rader, the BTK, is another perfect example of that. So the thing with the leap year killer is we'd have this spate of serial killings and then nothing. Year one, year two, year three. By the time you hit year four, you know, law enforcement is like, no. maybe he died no. of natural causes. Maybe he's gone inactive. Yes. Boom, it's back. And it's inactive that is, again. Yeah. That's a Yeah. But you know, as you I'm You spend a lot of here, time thinking about serial killers. A lot of time. I do. I do. I do. And um, <laughs> as I'm realizing that this is a microphone in front of me, and these are my thoughts out loud, that uh, once again, note to self... Go touch the grass, get outside, maybe make a friend. But it would be. And that's what they would call it. The leap year killer. Come on. It's so good. No, I do love it. I do love it. Because you have to bring back the retired detective that worked on it when he did the first killing. And because so much time has gone by. And you have He's an older, older act. now. Right. You have an no, older act. It's James older. Woods or somebody like that. It's a retired detective that notices the pattern. Yeah. He's looking yeah. back over yeah. all so, the cases. Yeah. And, and, yeah. So, and then he came and nobody believes him. And it's up to him he, to catch the guy. You know how when Bob throws an idea out and he he's like, but I get credit for it. If you decide to become the leap year killer, I want no credit. Keep my name out your mouth. Yeah. This was your idea. Do not give me credit for this. It's Bob and Cherry. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.